This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer. Well, I tell you what, folks, the violence against Asian Americans has not been getting better. Wendy Hoffman. That'd be Hoffman. Hoffman. Could be Hoffman. Is Hoffman here? She's going to call here. in. So she's here. No, she's she's going to call in here. Are you sure? She's Yeah, she's definitely Who wrote here. This? I'll look around. Who wrote this? Yeah, I would know her. <laughs> anyway, is she called in yet there, Brandon? She's, she's still working, working on, on it. it. But anyway, she's, she's going to... A talk about the roundtable discussion they had with Dr. Raymond Kim, uh, Joey, A.K. Nine Millimeter Musasi, and the executive director from Riverside County Gut Owners, Karen Wood. But before that, have you gotten your tickets yet? Gun Owners Radio is hosting a movie screening at the Plot Against the President. Two of them, in fact. June 10th is in Orange County, and June 11th is right here in San Diego. Afterwards, there will be a Q&A session with the director, Amanda Melius, and some special guests. Oh. You've got to go see who she's bringing. Go to gunownersradio.com to get your tickets before it's sold out. Put it on your calendar, June 10th for Orange County, June 11th for San Diego. And tune in to our YouTube live stream at youtube.com slash gunownersradio because this is going to be an amazing show. And our guest is? Our guest is everybody uh, she's she's been on before. We all know her from San Diego County Gun Owners. She is the CEO of San Diego County Gun Owners. And uh, she's also the uh, uh, project designer of, uh, of our Not Me program. Uh, Wendy Hoffman, how are you, Wendy? Good. How are you? Fantastic. So what are you doing? What are you doing there? Shouldn't you be here? <laughs> I will be soon. I'll be in the studio soon. Right, we're going to get a cardboard cutout and just put that in here. <laughs> there you go. So we had, we did this really cool thing, um, and uh, it was uh, a lot of people got involved and uh, came up with this really cool idea. You know, a few uh, months ago, there were a lot of stories about a, a spike in violence against the Asian American community. Mm-hmm. So we put together a very cool panel discussion. Uh, with four people, and Wendy participated, and it's up on our YouTube channel, and we want as many people to go and check it out as possible. So we invited Wendy to come on and talk a little bit about it. So tell us a little bit about the what, what was the the concept for the uh, the panel discussion. Well, thanks for thanks for letting me share about it. So we invited a couple of folks on to talk about um, the spike in violence against Asian Americans particularly why it's been happening, um, why hasn't there been very much media coverage about it, uh, at least you know up until the time that we did the panel, there was almost no media coverage, and, and how we could address it. So um, just like our hosts, 
year before, we had Dr. Raymond Kim, who um, started Asian American Gun Owners of California. So they're very in tune with what's been going on in the Asian community in all parts of California. We had um, 9mm Musashi. He's a police officer in the Bay Area. You know, also seeing the day-to-day happenings of crime against Asian Americans. Um, and then Karen Wood, who is also of Asian descent, um, who helps run San Bernardino County gun owners, Riverside County gun owners, um, and myself. So we were really excited to share our thoughts about what are the sources of this crime, uh, particularly against the Asian community. Um, and ways that we could fight against it. Yeah, and you guys did a really great job of explaining, um, you know, what was happening, why it was happening, and then the one thing I was particularly impressed with was uh, all four of you had very clear ideas on what to do um, to fix everything. And it wasn't just a bunch of platitudes. It wasn't just a bunch of, well, gee, we all just need to get along better. It was, uh, you know, real helpful advice and information um, and, and like you said, there wasn't a lot. This is something that's been happening. I guess I would it'd probably be, correct me if I'm wrong, Wendy, but uh, um, you're good at that, correcting me when I'm wrong. The uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a, it's been a crime trend against the Asian community for years. And it's, it just kind of, it's, yes. it's spiked a little bit this year. Um, but, but it really wasn't a big spike. It was, it's been a growing trend that the media just decided to start paying attention to. Is that, is that an accurate way to put it? Yes, absolutely. There's been some cultural shifts over the last few years that have caused an increase in crime against Asian Americans. Um, And a lot of people don't realize that because, you know, there there was a lot of noise about racism against Asians due to COVID, Mm -hmm. but it started long before that. And and if I just might jump in. I was under the impression that the attacks against the Asian community were not the younger generation. It was the senior Asian community. Am I right in that that assessment? A lot of the the random crimes against Asians have been against elderly, um, you know, which is just it just makes it even more distressing that there are people out there. Yeah. You know, there are people out there who are targeting these these older um, single Asians walking around the street, random attacks against them while they're while they're just strolling along on the sidewalk. So that was one of the things that stood out was when you were talking about COVID, Wendy. Uh, that that uh, that was the the narrative by the media that oh, it's it's a bunch. Frankly, it's it was a bunch of Trump supporters that were attacking Asians because of the they they blamed them on COVID. And one thing I learned uh, through listening to this panel is that wasn't the case at all. That this was no. what Wendy. What are some? What, what's one of the reasons that, uh, or, or one of the, um, uh, yeah, one of the reasons or that who are uh, the Asians people are, doing it? Well, what, what's one of the reasons that that are that Asians are, are 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 being targeted in California that you guys talked about in the panel? So there, there's a huge, huge community of Asians all over the state of California, and a lot of them are immigrants. And one of the things that we discuss in detail in the, the roundtable is the, the culture of how Asians act when it comes to uh, reporting crime or um, storing, um, storing valuables. All of these things just kind of create this, 
this gold mine for for attacks against Asians because they they really like to you know stay under the radar. They don't want to make noise. They don't want to bother people. They don't want to bother the police, even though it's their job to do you know to uh, take care of uh, and and um, prosecute crime. They don't you know Asians just tend to want to to stay um, stay in their own bubbles uh, and not make waves when it comes to things like reporting crimes against them. So what do you hope uh, people that watch this, this, this panel, um, you know, Joe lunchbox, you know, everyday American that watches this panel, what do you hope that they, they get? What, what do you hope they walk away with? What, what message do you hope they walk away with? Um, well, I, I would say that I hope the Asian community in particular understands that they're all, in the same boat, you know, we're, we're, um, excuse me, we're not the only ones who are looking to protect ourselves, you know, the Asian community and everybody in general wants to be able to protect ourselves. And so there are resources out there available. You know, I work for a gun organization, so that's my way of protecting myself. Um, you might know that that yeah. I work for a gun organization, and you do a um, so fa- that's one way. And you do a fantastic job. The CEO of San Diego County Gun Owners, absolutely, Wendy Hoffman. Check out San Diego County Gun Owners dot com. Go to Gun Owners Radio's YouTube channel and check out the Asian American uh, uh, panel discussion that we do on the spike on violence. And uh, hey, thank Wendy, you so much, Wendy. Wendy. Before you go, would this be a video parents should show their children? Sure, absolutely. Because that's where it's got to start. You know, we got to get to the kids and and change the the narrative that they're getting from some schools. And I think this, to me, would be a perfect video for the parents to sit down and say, "Kids, get the popcorn. We're going to watch a great video." You know, and I want the kids to show this to their parents as well. Exactly, you're exactly right. All right, kiddo, thank you very much. Is she coming back? Uh, no. That's All it. right, you're done. Too bad. Go barbecue. Go throw a <laughs> barbecue. For, go, throw some, me. go throw some tri-tip on the big grill. We're going to take a quick break. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. A lot of folks, when they carry, carry holstered somewhere on their belt. That didn't quite work for me, and I just found my new favorite holster. So stick around after. Uh, Dave tells you about John Dillon and hear about a little bit less conventional carry method that I've, I recently picked up. All right. Well, this segment is sponsored by our good buddy John Dillon and the Dillon Law Group. If you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call attorney John Dillon. If you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you need to know that your guns are California compliant, you need to call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws, so give him a call, 760-642-7150, and visit his website at DillonLawGP.com. All right, we have a very cool guest, a return guest, a friend of the show, someone that we always, always love talking to, uh, Lenny McGill from the Glock Store. How are you, Lenny? Hello, Michael Schwartz. I'm good. I'm in Tennessee. It's funny, uh, 
you know, there are no gun laws in Tennessee. It's, it's all federal. There are no real state laws. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. At all. Uh, so there are no uh, state laws. You know, we just opened up in Nashville, yeah. and uh, I heard the thing about John Dillon. I thought to myself, well, gosh, what a, what a change of uh, place uh, here, Tennessee to uh, California. So you had your so Glock store uh, is still thriving and and doing really well here in San Diego, but you opened up a second location in Tennessee, right? That is correct. We expanded in Tennessee. Uh, California is still open, and uh, people always ask, "Are you going to close California?" I say, "No." It's a great store. We're doing great. We you know we we love uh, a lot of things about California, uh, but the uh, you know, obviously you know the shipping concept. You know we we do most of our business on the internet, and shipping out of Southern California versus out of Tennessee, the middle of the state. Uh, middle of the country, so I say it, it makes a lot more sense to ship out of here. So we're we're getting most of our shipping going to be done out of uh, out of Nashville. Okay, cool. And so, and you guys are uh, you had your your grand opening in Tennessee? We just did uh, about a couple weekends ago, and uh, it was fantastic. Had about seven hundred people. Wow. And the neat thing about Nashville is that you can drive to Nashville, you know, really within a twenty four hour period from re- most of the United States, hmm. California excluded, of course. So we had people from. Uh, is know, California Illinois, really a part of the United States yeah. anymore, though, Lenny? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Yes, who knows? Uh, yeah. You know, it is a it is a world of its own. You know, like I said, we, I love California. I love a lot of it. We still have a house there. We come back. Uh, it's almost a di- little different world. Like I said, there's no in Tennessee. Everybody I talk to, and I'm not I'm not even going to exaggerate. Everybody has a gun in their car, and it's completely legal because your car is considered your home. Hmm. And uh, they just signed into law the uh, anybody can carry as of July 1st. The constitutional carry? Yeah, I've seen that. That's correct. So no permit necessary. And, and bottom line is everybody carries anyways. You know, yeah. So, I mean, bad guys are going to carry whether they have a permit or not. So might as well level the playing field, let everybody carry all right, so stop stop rubbing it in about Tennessee. Yeah, we understand it's <laughs> we understand it's fantastic. Yeah, but you got bugs back there that bite people, so I'm not moving. <laughs> Very good. So, anyways, how you guys doing? How's the show? The show sounds great. You guys really have have taken this to the next level. I'm super impressed. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's doing great. All kinds of followers and all kinds of great information. We're doing Episode really really wonderful. Two fifty one. Yeah, you can believe that. How about that? Nonstop. Yep, yep, yep. That's where wow. I guess that means we're in our fifth year. But yeah, yeah, it's going really, really well. So tell us, so Glock Store, tell us what you guys do best. What tell us a little bit about what Glock Store does. What can we get done through Glock Store? What kind of products do you guys sell? Well, you know, Glock Store, uh, we we sell a lot of everything, but we specialize in performance parts for Glock handguns. Hmm. So you know, whereas you have a plastic guide rod in your Glock handgun, we manufacture, install, sell a uh, tungsten rod or a stainless steel rod that will help reduce recoil, muzzle flip, and make you a, a better shooter because your second shot has a much better chance of being in that uh, scoring zone because of that uh, dead weight under the barrel helps reduce recoil. And we have a whole bunch of other performance parts too, uh, you know, extended controls, uh, ex- better triggers, you know, for your Glock. The Glock's factory trigger is kind of marginal. It's okay. It works, you know, but it's, not a great trigger. We can get your trigger down to three and a half pounds and, and give you a much better feel on your finger. And do a lot of cosmetic uh, things as well. One of the hot things right now are optic cuts. Uh, you know, it's amazing how many people are going to optics uh, versus iron sights or traditional post and uh, 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 rear uh, notch front sights or side sights. So we're seeing a lot of people send us their slides. We'll cut their optic, install an optic for them, and send it back to them. 
So that's a hot, hot topic right now. That's it's interesting. A, I'm, I'm starting to feel like a dinosaur. I'm, I'm one of the, I'm, I'm really resisting the, the, the red dot uh, on the pistol uh, trend, and I, I think I'm, uh, I'm getting, I'm being left behind. I think I, well, Joe, as you get older, your eyes will start to yeah. fail. I hate to say it, it happens to most of us, you know, and uh, and you'll notice that uh, with the red dot, you can not only be faster but more accurate. And I say it's more, it's safer. I mean, if you're in a self-defense scenario and, and you know if you want to have an accurate shot and you want to do it fast, the red dot is going to help you do that. And now we're seeing a lot of law enforcement agencies across the country, San Diego included, allowing their officers officers to carry. With a red dot optic. Are you, Joe? Do you do, do? you have a red dot on your pistol, Joe? No, I don't. But I'm, so I was going to ask Lenny if he but you're uh, has old one. Too. Well, yeah, and but I'm thinking about doing it on my my match gun, which is my Glock 34. I don't think I want to yeah. do it on my carry gun, at least not yet. That's the Glock 19. But I was going to ask you, Lenny, do you do it on your carry gun? Do you have a red dot? I do. I have it on a uh, Glock 43X. So they've got a nice little uh, small Hullison mix, a uh, Hullison K, which is a small footprint, and it fits perfectly on that gun. So. Uh, and that's the you know that gun is the hottest topic going. You know, of course, you can't buy them in California. I hate to say that. But <laughs> well, then what are you I'm, talking about? It I'm for? shocked. I'm shocked. <laughs> so does yeah, does it always stay on, or how does that optic work? Is it a battery? It's, always, it's basically always on. The, the optic, uh, the the Hullison has a, a solar thing as well as a battery. But it, I mean, it's it's like ten thousand hours on the battery. So wow. You know, so that's a long time. So Lenny, <laughs> does that does that raise the sight? Uh, fairly high on just because it's on a Glock, or can you get it down pretty low? Well, that's a great question. That's one of the things I've noticed when, uh, when we go to shows and we put an optic into someone's hand, uh, and they, they, they mount the gun and they you know, present it, and they say, oh, I don't see the dot. And I tell them, look, just tilt the gun down a little bit as you're shooting downhill because the sight sits higher than the barrel, and you'll see the red dot. And they tilt the, the wrist down just a little bit, and there it is. So the Good thing about an optic, it's better, it's more accurate, it's faster. The bad thing is you have to get used to it. You really need to spend the time dry firing and presenting the gun and seeing where that dot is as you present the gun because the presentation is a little bit different. And so, yes, we can bring the sight down to the uh, board. We do cut the slide down about almost an eighth of an inch, and um, but it still sits higher than, an optic, than a, a standard sight, and you still have to reorientate your presentation so you can see that dot as you present it. Uh, without having to look for it, and you, you guys have a ton of those products. I mean, just about every piece uh, on a on a Glock, you have you know two or three different replacement parts to make it better or or, or fine tune your shooting. I mean, it's really really amazing. You guys have a line of uh, of clothing that I want to talk. I'm actually going to talk about it in the next segment, Lenny. I want to talk about how I've discovered uh, your your uh, your a holster. Yes, we're going to talk yeah. about that. Um, but, uh, what, you know, how do you, how do you have so many parts? Like how, how does that work? How do you find these parts and, and decide, okay, this is the line we're going to carry? Well, that's a great question. Uh, we, um, uh, you know, are kind of a, a big, you know, footprint all of a sudden we, you know, and, and, and people start to send us stuff. Hey, can you sell this for us? Can you sell this for that? And so, and I keep my eyes out and I go to the shows, go to the trade shows and go to gun shows and uh, read the magazines. And, you know, I, I scour the earth for Glock parts. Uh, and then we make a bunch, too. You know, we have a machine shop. We manufacture a bunch of parts. We do the slide cuts uh, right in-house. So, you know, we, we have the capacity. When I see something that, you know, hey, I like, I can kind of twist it and turn it a little bit and make my own version. Well, so I thought We, we you, do you, have most of the best-of-the-breed manufacturers. Yeah, you have your own R&D in-house. That's, that's what I think has you stand apart from, from the competition. Like you said, you're out scouring, but you also have people 
in-house looking to, to make the Glock a better uh, firearm. Exactly. And, you know, we, uh, we always uh, try to improve everything. I, I just came out. In, in fact, in July, we're going to do a pyramid trigger sale. But I just improved, or, or should I say, I, I, I perfected the um, uh, non-adjustable pyramid trigger. So the pyramid trigger uh, is a, sh- a, a trigger that replaces your Glock fa- factory plastic, plastic trigger with a, an aluminum body and an aluminum safety. And so the shoe itself is aluminum, the body of the safety itself is aluminum, and it's much more comfortable on your finger than the plastic. But we've shortened the stroke so that when you drop it in, you get a shorter stroke, which Mm. is better because most accuracy problems are related to disturbing the sight picture as you manipulate the trigger. So if you want to be a better shooter, you want to have a lighter, shorter trigger pull because as you pull the trigger, your entire hand is moving. No matter what you do, you know, the other muscles in your, in your hand are contracting, and that is introducing movement to the gun, which then, of course, moves the sights around. And the gun is never still. It just has to be stiller, if that's the word, to be hold. You need to hold it better. And if you have a shorter, lighter trigger pull, you can do that. Now, of course, our rifle shooters have known that for years. They have these, you know, two-pound triggers. Just click even the, the uh, double uh, the double triggers where you pull back a little bit and click it and then click this a little bit more. Boom. It's, it's almost the same thing. We kind of preload the factory, uh, this new replacement trigger, so that it, it shortens up the whole stroke on a Glock and shortens up the reset as well. And how, so the um, so a stock Glock comes with, what, a five-and-a-half-pound trigger pull or something like that? Yeah, they're between five-and-a-half and six pounds out of the, out of the factory. Uh, and, um, you know, if you shoot that a bunch – it will wear itself down to about five pounds. It definitely, you know, I've seen triggers on 1980, 85, 88 Glocks, you know, come in. Guy, you know, shows it to me. He says, hey, I want to do a trigger job. I said, well, why? You've got a four-pound trigger right here. And he said, well, I've had it for a while. So I figured that. And so when you shoot a bunch, the gun will wear itself in, and you'll get a lighter trigger. But, uh, you know, there's so many new Glock owners that, you know, we've come up with uh, all these pieces that are just drop-in parts. And, and we have a pyramid trigger that's adjustable that allows you to adjust the pre-travel and the over-travel. And a lot of people get confused or intimidated by that. And uh, so I, I, I knew that for years I wanted to do this non-adjustable trigger. And finally, through this COVID thing, we had some time to kind of sit down and really look at it and had one of my engineers here in Nashville look at it. And we came up with a, just a fantastic trigger that is nice. drop-in. And I can take you from that five and a half, six pounds down to uh, three and a half pounds in you know, three or four minutes. All right, we, we're, we're going to talk to you on the next yeah. segment uh, a little bit more about my uh, about my new discovery. So stay, I'm looking forward to it. Hang in there with us, buddy. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Yeah. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Well, Black Hound Optics, boy, talk about accuracy, affordability, and guaranteed sporting optics that go the distance. Backed by customer service that goes that extra mile. Great guys, great products, and a great company that is making optics affordable. On top of quality optics, they pay close attention to the customer experience. Did you know their scopes come with mounts so you don't have to worry about finding one that fits? We are also very excited to have them as an official partner of the show. And for them, ask for them at your local gun store. 
or find them online at blackhoundoptics.com. All right, let's bring back Lenny McGill. He's out driving through the back hills of Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) Good afternoon. It's uh, 633 here in Nashville, Tennessee. And what is the weather, my friend? No, I'm sorry. We won't go there. Well, it's it's 74 degrees and not a cloud in the sky. All right, stop selling Tennessee. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we're talking to uh, Lenny about the Glock store. We're talking about all the different various parts. One of the things that Glock store is so well known for here in San Diego is the uh, the unique shoot rooms that you guys have. You don't have lanes, you have shoot rooms, and of course you have your program, uh, GunFit. And one of our listeners, Rick Cohen, wants to know if you're going to continue GunFit in Tennessee. Well, we actually rebranded it, and uh, we, we now call it Shoot270, so I'm, I'm going to change it in San Diego as well. Uh, the Shoot270 concept is that you can actually shoot in 270 degrees. Hmm. Um, and um, uh, the idea being that you know we do have these shoot rooms, and we don't shoot down lanes, uh, at one single target, uh, standing still in a, in a booth. We actually uh, allow people to shoot at multiple targets in multiple directions and to be able to move, take cover, you know, use lasers and lights, uh, do all the things you would need to do in a true home defense or self-defense scenario. Nice. Awesome. So a few months ago, I was uh, – actually, I think it was longer ago than that. I was talking to one of your guys at the booth. And uh, I tried out one of your undershirts um, that that has it's got uh, holsters built in, and they're basically um, the idea is for concealed carry. There's a holster under under each armpit, and I've been uh, you know I'm a big guy. I don't have a lot of I don't have a lot of extra room in the old uh, waistline, Dave. I don't know. I don't know if you know. I wasn't good. No, what, you, are, you, hey, what you are you laughing at over there? You lost seventy pounds. I have. I've lost you a couple of pounds. You have done wonderful. Well, Pretty thank soon. You. You won't need that T-shirt. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, it, you know, a lot of people, you know, inside the waistband, especially appendix carry, has been real, real popular. It wasn't quite working for me. So I tried the Urban Carry, which is like this leather uh, pouch that, that sits below the waistline. And as far as comfort, it was good, but trying to draw from it was a challenge. And then those who know who uh, John Korea is, he has been lashing out at me mercilessly for uh, having an urban carry. He is not a fan of the urban carry at all. So I started looking for other options. I was at a gun show, went to your booth, talked to some of your guys, saw the undershirt and gave it a try. And, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I go through a whole thing. I, I take it very, very seriously. I, I, my, my Schwartz rule is that if I try a new holster for the first month, I don't carry with one in the chamber. Uh, and I checked to make sure that, you know, after a day of carrying, I check to make sure that the trigger hasn't been tripped. You know, I take it very, very seriously. Um, so I really tried this thing out, put it through, put it through its paces, tried it with a T-shirt, tried it with an under or with a button-down shirt, uh, tried it with a polo, you know, tried it every way I could, tried to do as much as I could uh, with it. And I got to tell you, Lenny, I love it. I think it's 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 awesome. You know, drawing from it is easy. Now it's it's different from a holster inside the waistband. If you're if you're wearing a button down shirt and you have to draw, you know, kiss the button down shirt goodbye. It's it's not probably not going to survive the fight, but you are. That's the important part. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I really really like it. I actually went so far for those of you again who know who John Korea is. I said I sent him a picture of it and I said, okay, is this better or worse than the. Uh, than the urban carry and he said much better it totally gave him you know gave me the the, the mark of approval there but uh i i'm really impressed tell, tell us a little bit about the shirt and and the whole line of uh of concealed carry clothing that you have 
Well, you know, it's, it's an interesting story. I, and I'll tell you from the very beginning what happened is uh, I was coaching football, youth football, for my sons. And at that time, back in the early, I say maybe late 90s, I guess, Under Armour was really starting to come around with their, you know, compression shirts and their things, you know, that they were doing. And so all the kids on the football team were getting these Under Armour shirts, and the coaches got them too. And, and one day I was sitting around the house getting uh, ready for football, and, and I had this compression shirt on, and I took my Glock and I put it underneath there, and, and it stuck. And I thought, wow, that's pretty interesting. So we actually went and bought a couple of shirts and, and sewed a holster into it. And um, I thought, well, this is pretty cool. And I started wearing it. I thought, hey, this is, this is, I can tell these. So I started telling it. And um, so we were going down to the store. We were buying Under Armour shirts and, and slapping holsters on them. And, and about you know three months later, I got a cease and desist order from, from, uh, from Undertech. <laughs> you can't do that. And I go, well, okay, fine. I'll just start making shirts from scratch. So we started buying the same material, the same compression material. And started making shirts, and we had a, uh, a, a woman who was a seamstress kind of came up with a pattern, and we started making some shirts, and, and really it was just shirts at that time. And then, um, you know, this is now maybe two or three years later, we started really getting some, tax, uh, some traction. I actually had a sewing factory doing this, and I actually ended up buying the factory. And uh, we had about 20 or 30 sewers there, and uh, uh, we were just making shirts and selling them all around the world and, and still are doing the same thing. But what happened is my wife, uh, the kids had by the time had graduated high school and they went to college, and, and she had nothing to do. And she said, well, you know, I said, I'm bored. i got to get out of the house. I said, why don't you go down and run that sewing company? So she went down and redesigned the whole thing, and she, she made a whole bunch of women's uh, concealed carry clothing as well. So we have now a complete line of, uh, of shorts and shirts for both men and women. Uh, we have vests and jackets for both men and women. Uh, the vests have zippered locking pockets that can uh, carry a handgun, the same as uh, the jackets. Uh, and we made uh, a, a pair of leggings, not for men, but for women, uh, that, is, that have been super popular because leggings are so, you know, the yoga pants are so uh, popular. And um, yeah. we, we're, we have a, a, a yoga short. I mean, it just, it, it, the, the line has just grown and grown and grown. So the, the idea is is that holsters can tend to be bulky. And, you know, you, you, you don't necessarily always have to or want to wear a big belt because when you wear a holster on your belt, you have to have a substantial belt as well. And so women, in their fashion sense, never want to wear a big bulky belt like that, uh, you know, because it just doesn't look good. It's not attractive. And so the uh, we've, I would say that right now we're 50% women and 50% men as far as the business goes. And we sell multiple millions of dollars worth of these things all around the world. And we've sold them to... The uh, the one of the best ones that I ever saw was uh, the uh, uh, the Swedish uh, women's armed uh, arm, it was like their army type. And it was amazing because they sent us a picture of all these Swedish women in these leggings. I'll tell you what, Lenny, if you have that picture, we'd love to post that online. Go ahead and send that on over. <laughs> Uh, I will. I, I, let me get let me get the guys to find that. But yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. So we 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 sold them around the world, and it's it's a fantastic uh, uh, line because it allows you to carry a hol- a gun without really a holster. Right. It, that's really and that's what it feels like. It really it doesn't yeah. feel like you have a holster at all. It's very very comfortable. Now the compression part. There's a couple questions I wanted to ask you. The compression part. Um, you know this this the shirt's comfortable, but you, you it's definitely you you feel like you're getting a hug. You know, it it, it definitely um, yeah. it's not loose. Well, that's- it, it fits on you. Well, that's it, a is, challenge that we have, you know, because some people don't like that, and so we we know that. But at the same time, we have to have a way to secure the handgun onto your body. You know, we do have a retention strap, uh, which I feel very strongly about, so it won't fall out if you fall over or you get you know wrestled with someone. You know, so it will stay in there. 
Uh, you can do, you know, upside down push-ups with the darn thing on, and, and it's going to be, you know, fine. Same thing with. I those, can uh, confirm uh, that. <laughs> no, I've never done that. Well, so but I don't dislike it. I like the compression part. My my question is, um, is it is it true to size? If if you wear a, a double X, oh. should you wear should you order a double X or, or or would you recommend going a little bit uh, bigger or smaller? Or what's your recommendation as far as sizing? Well, and that's a, that's an that's an excellent question because people do say that all the time, and so they try to game it. And they get the size up. I tell them if you're an extra large. Buy the extra large. Okay. But if you are a large sometimes and an extra large sometimes, depending upon the brand, buy the large. We do size them with that compression in mind. But if you're in between sizes, kind of like me, sometimes I wear a large, sometimes I wear an extra large. It depends on the brand. I, I wear the large shirt. You wear large. Okay. My other question is, it it it, it it's particularly long. Um, is there is there a reason for that or? Well, we wanted to, you know, most people are going to tuck them in, mm-hmm. and we wanted to make sure that you had plenty of room to tuck them in. So, you know, you, you go into that, you know, one-size-fits-all concept, and, you know, so we we worry about really tall guys, you know, having the short, too short, and then, you know, uh, really, you know, shorter guys having it too long. So we, we kind of tried to split the middle there, but some people will find that it is long. But, hey, just tuck it in. That's the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, sure. it's a night shirt. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you can sleep in it. You're always ready. I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm go. really impressed. Uh, it's very comfortable. What color it, did you get? Uh, my, I get the, mine's white. Uh, usually yeah, wear white well, undershirt. Usually wear wear black, usually, every time I see you, you typically have a dress shirt on. Typically. So it actually makes a lot of sense for you. Now, the thing about concealed carry that people have to remember, you know, concealed carry is really not about draw, uh, fast draw and outdrawing the bad guy. I mean, if some guy's got a gun on you and your gun is either, no matter what holster it's in, Unless he's distracted, you're not going to outdraw him, quote-unquote, if he's got a gun in his hand. So the idea behind, behind concealed carry is to have a gun with you, to observe and be aware, and then have the time, because you're observing and being aware, to go ahead and access your gun, gain cover, and then you know, make a evasive or a tactical action that you have to do. So you know, it's not about a fast draw thing because people always say, "Well, it's going to take a little while to unbutton the shirt." Yes, exactly. You know, so you know, we, we if some guy comes up to you and puts a gun in your face, you can't outdraw, outdraw him, no matter what holster you have on. Well, if, so, if you're in a fight, if you're in a fight for your life, I'm I'm ripping the buttons. There's no, you know, yeah. if I'm in a button down, I'm ripping the buttons. And if you don't think you're going to be able to do that with all that adrenaline happening, you're going to be able to do that with all your adrenaline happening. But oh, I have, yeah. I've worn it with a button down shirt. I've worn it with a uh, with a polo. I've worn it with a tee. Works, works, works. And I've, uh, I, it's kind of funny. I I was actually we were at an expo and the uh, running a booth, and the guy in the booth next to me was a cop. And he was he was selling some other product, but he was a you know uh, his full time job is he was a cop, and so I was telling somebody about the shirt, and I turned to him, I turned, I said, here, you know, they said, well, you know, can people tell or whatever, and I said, no, 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 I, I hug people, I do the side hug, I, you know, I've tried it, and no, people, no one has ever even, you know, no printing, nothing or anything like that. I said, here, let's test it. I turned to the cop and I raised my my hands up, and he hadn't really heard the conversation, but I, I raised my arms up and I said, hey, uh, am I printing? And he looks at me and he goes, nah, you're dry. You're not sweating yet. I'm like, okay, this guy doesn't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think we're doing a good job. Did you hug him? Yeah. Did you hug him? You know, yeah, right. All right, Lenny, so give your website. I really, really appreciate your product. I'm, I'm going to continue to use it. What, where should people go if they want to learn more about Glockstore? Uh, well, Glockstore.com. We also have uh, UndertechUndercover.com. That's for the uh, clothing line. So uh, there's two different sites. If you uh, want to improve your Glock, 
GlockStore.com. If you want to get uh, into the uh, concealed carry holsters and the uh, uh, the T-shirts and the jackets that we talked about, that's UndertechUndercover.com. So we just got a message on our YouTube stream. Ghost Hammer said he's at the gym right now listening, and he's going to stop off at the Glock store on the way home to check this thing out. So very, very cool. Thanks, Ghost Hammer. And Lenny, thank you so much for all you do. Good luck in Tennessee. Uh, we look forward to uh, training at the Glock store real soon. All right, guys, thank you for calling. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you all next time. You got it, buddy. All right, folks, next, Matthew Nugent and Glenn Whitaker with the conservativeeconomy.com. Stay tuned. This is FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. So uh, we were just talking about the undershirt. Uh, my wife, uh, you know, I had the button down shirt. My wife was like, well, how do you draw? And I said, well, you got to rip the buttons off. She was like, really? <laughs> she, got, she got a little excited. She said, listen, I don't care what happens when you, th- when, when it comes time for you to get rid of that shirt. We're gonna we're gonna do that. I want to I want to I want to see you do that. I see. Like, All right, you'd be like the Hulk Hogan right there. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. So. All right, you got to read something. Oh, do I? Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Are we on the air? Yeah, we are. Uh, <laughs> in a David and Goliath fight, Army veterans and West Point officers Jason uh, Morchek and Matthew Nugent take on the three-headed beast of mainstream media, big tech, and big business with the free speech alternative to Amazon. Conservativeeconomy.com. Coming up next. All right, but hey, you know, some people grew up with hopes and love. This and lo- hoppies? Is it hoppies? Hoppies. Cerakote. No, it's, it's hoppies. Be, like Hopalong? No, it's just, hoppies is the name of a solvent oh, for cleaning guns. And love the smell. Yeah, everybody loves the smell of hoppies. Other people aren't so crazy about smelling solvent and ammonia like Michael. Oh, yeah. So if you're in that second group, CL1 is for you. CL1CLP Plus is an all-in-one solution that cleans, lubricates, and protects your guns. It also smells a little bit like toothpaste. (laughs) Who writes these things? Pick some (laughs) up at Gunfighter Tactical over there on Miramar Road or ask for it by name at your local shop. Clean your guns faster and better with CL1. Use the code GOR25 for a 25% discount off your first order on their website at CL1 dot or net and do not use it as toothpaste don't use it to, yeah hoppies smells horrible my wife won't let me use it in the house i can use seal one in the house okay very so, good there you go so who's our special guest i think you just mentioned him <clears throat> yeah matt and glenn from conservativeeconomy.com how are you guys doing hey it's great to be here mike how are we sounding good sounding hey, fantastic do you guys like hoppies <laughs> well i certainly wouldn't uh, use it for a, a, a shooter lube guy so <laughs> Yeah, hoppies is one of the. They, they, it's been around for forever. Like the earth cooled, and they invented hoppies. Yeah. Like everybody's yeah. great grandfather used to use hoppies for their, uh, uh, you know, for their. Uh, and they're still around. And they're they're still around, but if you if you don't want to smell like a chemical factory, then clean your guns with Seal One. That's that was the whole point of that. But anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. Cool. So, gentlemen, tell us about conservativeeconomy.com. What's what's the concept and. And uh, talk a little bit about why people would go to conservativeeconomy.com. 
Yeah, you bet, Mike. Uh, Dave, Joe, it's, it's, a, it's an honor to be on with you guys and stand shoulder to shoulder. And we are doing the same thing you guys are. We're just on a different theater of the battlefield. Conservative economy, you gave a great intro. Thanks for that, uh, Mike. It's the free speech alternative to Amazon, which, like you said, is owned by three former Army officers and West Point grads, Jason Morocek, Glenn Whitner, uh, and myself, Matt Nugent. And, uh, and the fact is, you know, we took, uh, Jason and, and I started it, and we brought Glenn on board later. We realized, uh, well, Jason and I had a podcast. We started mid last year. And after we, uh, you know, we saw what, what, what happened on the election, you know, it was stolen by the communist, Chinese Communist Party subcontractor. And we realized, listen, we have to do something because our our enemies have a great long game. They're evil, but they're smart. So we we because you know Glenn, Jason, and I were you know, strategic planners, being army officers out of West Point. We said, first of all, we have to win, and we looked at what was causing the corrosion of our institutions, what was causing the corruption, what was causing the usurpation of our of our God-given constitutional rights, and it came where we could actually make an impact as citizens, as patriots. And it came back again and again to what we call the three-headed beast of mainstream media, big tech, and big business. And it's actually controlled by only a small handful of people. And we said, you know what? I was actually on the phone with Jason Rochek, and I said, Jason, we need to create a conservative economy because you know a lot of conservative podcasters and said, we need to make a conservative economy. And Jason said, it's available. <laughs> and he bought the website for 12 bucks. I still owe him $6 for that. You but, still owe him the and, six bucks? Uh, yeah, well, you know. I still owe him six bucks. And, you know, Jason and I, we were building a, 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 a podcast. We just started. We actually met through Glenn Whitner. Um, Glenn and I are classmates out of West Point from the class of 96, which means we're gray-headed. <laughs> so, right. and, the first uh, class, by the way, to beat Navy – Four in a row in like 49 years. So I just want to throw <laughs> Congratulations. That out. Go for it, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a big deal for us, uh, you know, old grads. And, uh, you know, it, so it started to build. And one of the best decisions we made after Jason and I got started was to bring on Glenn Whitner. Glenn Whitner is not only our resident gun expert, as in he's a humble gun expert, gun enthusiast, but he's a tremendous businessman and we each have our roles but glenn I, I i'd love for you to share kind of what, what you are contributing to conservative economy yeah so basically uh the mission is essentially uh to try to capture the hearts of the 75 million or maybe like 100 million people who voted for trump uh but he didn't get credit for the other 25 um and basically create a if you will uh conservative version of amazon um that allows uh these Conservative businesses that uh, have been canceled by the cancel culture uh, um, uh, demons, and you know, allow them to uh, a free space to uh, to sell their products and to promote their products. Um, uh, essentially, so, that's that's what. So, my job what's is. an example of a conservative business? Uh, well, Palmetto State Armory, Guns.com. Um, uh, we have uh, a whole host of conservative businesses. I could go down uh, a large list. We have uh, My Pillow is one of our partners. So it's um, it's almost I got to tell you it's almost like it's not so much that these are conservative businesses. They're just businesses that the left has has decided they don't like. I, I mean, you know, 
a pillow is right. not conservative, right? I mean, everybody right. needs a yeah, pillow. Exactly. But yeah. for but because the uh, the uh, you know folks who hate Trump um, decided that they won't even do business with somebody who uh, you know likes the president at the time, Trump. Um, right. So you know, suddenly they be, they become they become a you know a, a conservative business simply because the left has decided, hey, we disagree with you, therefore we're going to try to stomp you out of out of business, which is ludicrous, absolutely That's ludicrous. It's, it's totally so That's right. The, the polar opposite of what it means to be an American. Jeez. So how do people if now? You, if if how like for example. Um, you know, how do you decide who, who gets to uh, um, uh, do business on conservativeeconomy.com? How do how, you know if somebody comes to you and says, "Hey, question. we want to we want to sell," you know, through Amazon? How do you guys decide? Do you you know how is it well, determined who's a conservative business, not, who's not? Yes, sir. Uh, we're not, um, uh, you know, credence. I mean, if you want to sell in conservative economy, we'll let you sell in conservative economy. Um, when I when I look at a business um, and I'm looking to try to add them to um, conservative economy, what I'm looking for are those uh, buzzwords that are trying to already cancel people that you know the, like, like inclusion and and and, and the, the leftist type terms that you see crop up in the media constantly. Um, if they have something that leans that direction, I don't even I don't even call them. But if you're middle of the road, if you're if you're an apolitical business. Hey, great! We'd love to have you come, mm-hmm. uh, come on over, and we'll, we'll advertise your products. I mean, but, and, and that, you know, and that in, that's kind of my drink. point is that you guys are, you know, really what you guys are doing is you're just not canceling people. You're saying, hey, if you want to do that's good right. business here, and you don't want to be judged, and you're just trying to, uh, you know, buy a pillow, you know, <laughs> or whatever, you're trying yeah, to exactly. buy a product without getting deep into some weird political discussion or cancel culture. Then, then come to conservativeeconomy.com. They have baby accessories. You see, ba- <laughs> babies aren't conservative <laughs> or liberal, you know? <laughs> That's right. That you can possibly That's imagine. Right. We have tons of tons of products. Yeah. Over two, I think over 3,000 categories at the moment um, and, and, and climbing every day. Wow. From and, and survival the, cool gear. We just added. From survival right, gear to baby accessories. Okay, so anybody out there, anybody listening, if you wanna if you wanna shop for something, first what you wanna do is go check out conservativeeconomy.com, do a search, see if it's a product they sell. Is that is that is that the is that the idea? That that's right. We have over two hundred thousand products, which is amazing. We've only been open since April, wow. and by the end of the year, Mike, uh, we're gonna have over a million products. That's our goal. We're on track. And actually, because, you know, Gun Owners Radio is, is an important partner of ours. You guys have your own, uh, you know, website link, um, you know, conservativeeconomy.com slash gunownersradio. Very important. One word. So and, and you look for what you want. You find it. You order it. And to be clear, you know, Amazon has created an amazing business, but they've abused their power. They've abused their success. And uh, every time I – guys, every time I see a – you know, a prime truck or an Amazon truck, we're going to get you. We're going to get you pretty soon. Those are going to have the Minuteman logo on it. And this is a way for people who, you know, wanted freedom in America. They don't want to be censored, to be to be blocked or canceled. And this is a way for them to get in the fight because, I mean, it it's not time to go kinetic. I mean, you know, for, for military folks, that means to start shooting. But this is a way to fight economically because every time we give money to Amazon or give our time, attention, and dollars to companies like Amazon or like them, it's like we're giving 
gasoline to Hitler during World War II for his Panzer. Mm. I mean, a lot of people are frustrated because Amazon is very convenient. They have 385 million products, and you can get it in a couple days. And this is a way for people to participate. All right, awesome. And you can sell. You can sell from yeah. here, too. Can, I'm going to start using Go Kinetic. It's going to be my new. I think you should. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> I think next week I can go to the range and go Kinetic for a little bit. There. Uh, okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Conservative yeah. economy. Conservativeeconomy.com. Check out conservativeeconomy.com. It is the free speech alternative to Amazon. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, guys. All right, folks. Hey, stick around. The next hour, we have Joe Dramese. He's going to do a gear review right here on FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Back in middle school, my teacher told me that guns kill people. I told her that my pencil failed my math exam. <laughs> Off to the principal's office. Again. Self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and there's no guarantee that the justice system will be on your side. Gun owners should have coverage for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. And while you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. And guess what? Gun Owner Radio listeners, you can get a free T-shirt when you join. Just use promo code GUNOWNERSRADIO at uslawshield.com. And if you're watching us on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and tell as many people as you can. All right, Joe Jamisi is going to talk about pencils failing his math exam. Well, not my math exam, but a it math exam. It could be your math exam. <laughs> well, that's what, um, that's what uh, Michael was referring to there a few minutes ago that we missed. Um, but the uh, what I was going to write about this week, I was going to talk about, uh, I was going to revisit everyday carry belts again because I've discovered the core essentials belts now. Yeah. And I didn't have Aren't those when I wrote the last article. Did you uh, get article. one? I've got three of them now. Yeah. yeah I'm wearing <laughs> one right now. Core I only essentials. needed one to hold my pants. So up. we switched over. <laughs> well, some of us have more needs. You know. <laughs> but um, but anyway, what I did uh, yesterday, I was reading the uh, the Powerline blog, because I always read that. And it's uh, one of the best places for uh, conservative analysis, I guess. And every Saturday morning, they do the weekend pictures. And one of the guys on the blog goes around and uh, collects uh, humorous pictures from the Internet for that, that past week. And he had a picture on there that was, uh, you see a little kid sitting in a classroom. And uh, on the top of the picture, it says, my teacher said guns kill people. And then um, at the bottom, it says, I told my teacher my pencil failed my math exam. So I thought, ah, oh, that's funny. And uh, I don't usually stick things up on our uh, San Diego County gun, gun owners Facebook page, aside from the blogs. 
But I thought, yeah, people would appreciate that. So I threw it up there. And that was Saturday morning, I think I did that. By this morning, it, just looking at the Facebook page, there was, um, I think it was just about 25,000 people wow. reached, it said. There was uh, over 500 shares. There was uh, like almost 800 um, reactions to it. So I thought, well, there seems to be a lot of interest. Maybe I'll just uh, expand on that a little bit. So uh, I, that's what I'm writing about this time. And it's interesting because that that one little picture states that argument just so so clearly. Because that the thing about guns kill people has been a, a staple of the gun control people for what, 50 years. And it's absurd. It makes no sense at all. And unfortunately we as gun owners didn't really challenge it vigorously enough. So we kind of let it go because that, that tends to be how we do things. It's like, eh, yeah, I don't care. As long as you're not bothering me. And, uh, so it's become something that's ubiquitous. It's all over the place. Everybody, you know, you hear this all the time, guns kill people. So, the next part to that then is we have to remove all the guns. All the guns have to go away and that'll save everything. And this one little picture with this kid on there really nails that, I think, because, mm-hmm. you know, the gun, it's just a tool. It's no different than, than a pencil passing a math exam. And because so many people uh, found that humorous, I thought I'd talk about it for a little bit because it's just, it's such a neat thing because the people on the, on the left, I want to say on the left, the people that the anti-gun people, the, uh, the ones that want you disarmed, the ones that want to control you, all that kind of stuff. Uh, they, God, they just seem to be such a humorless bunch of people. <laughs> you know, here we put this little thing on there with this kid. I think I saw one one comment on there that somebody said, that's not funny. And it's hard to tell. That that person could have just been, been being sarcastic. I don't know if that person was. Might have been a math teacher. Could have been. <laughs> could have been. <laughs> but uh, it was it was nice to see all these people that that had that kind of reaction to it. And um, because, you know, on the on the gun control side, the people that, that say that kind of stuff, they tend that they work on emotion and they work with misinformation and with ignorance, basically. People that aren't gun owners or they don't have family members that are gun owners, they don't understand what it really is. We were just talking about this at the range the other day. There's there's so much to this this hobby is really what it is, the gun ownership. And, yeah, there's certainly the self-defense part of it and everything. But there's so much more, and we were talking about, you know, like for me, for instance, I shoot competitively, I reload, there's people that collect different kinds of firearms, there's people, like with the, um, we are talking about the uh, the 80% uh, guns last week and building building your own, there's people that like to do that, and there's so many aspects to this hobby, and um, the gun control people just have no, you know, part of it is they don't know, part of it is they don't want to know, they don't care, they'd rather put, uh, put out the misinformation, and uh, I think it was it's interesting to address this because we our tendency is to address that with facts because that's the the reason the anti-gun people I think are are based on emotion and ignorance and misinformation is because if they try to base the argument on fact you can't you can't defend any of their positions with facts the facts just don't support that stuff we on the other hand tend to come out of it with facts but that doesn't work real well when you're dealing with people that are coming from emotion so I think that's why we talk past each other a lot with the, the two groups. But, um, but I think this humor was a, a good thing. And there's, there's a lot to be concerned about in the country nowadays for Americans in general, I think, and gun owners in particular, but it was, it was heartening to see all the interest on that little thing. It was good to see, um, the humor. And, you know, I think we have a lot of, um, a lot of hope for optimism. Um, 
you know, I think there's a lot of good things coming here. Uh, if you look at, I just saw the other day, there were like 20 million background checks in the past year, which is, uh, outrageous. I guess it's been breaking records every month, uh, all through last year and now so far every month this year. So the feeling around the country is certainly pro second amendment and is certainly pro guns, but you wouldn't know that from the media and the other stuff. So I think it was pretty optimistic here and, uh, you know, seeing that kind of reaction and, you know, as we go into this, uh, or as we celebrate here this weekend, because, uh, not, you know, not, not like what the vice president said, you know, enjoy the three day weekend. We're here remembering kind of the people who are no longer here with us that gave that sacrifice so that we can enjoy this country and we can enjoy our lives. And, um, I think there's a lot to look forward to. I think Americans are waking up finally to this. And, uh, I think we're going to see a lot. Um, I think we're going to see things improve quite a bit here over the, uh, the next coming years, certainly in 2022 and 2024. So I think there's a lot to be thankful for here. Yeah, I actually just had a little discussion with a friend, and and they, uh, she owns a gun, um, wants to get more training, um, isn't really an advocate, isn't against, you know, she's kind of, you know, normal, normal American, I guess, right? Um, and uh, she isn't quite sure about this, isn't quite sure about that, generally is supportive, obviously, she has a firearm for protection. But uh, she was saying, you know, she sometimes gets caught um, when she's talking to people that are against the idea of gun ownership when they say, well, gee, other countries don't have these mass shooting problems. Now, I, I explained to her, actually, they do. Actually, that does exist. The worst mass shootings in, in world history have not been in the United States. Uh, most of them have been in other countries. But I moved past that and said, asked her the question, what does that matter? You know, to your gun ownership, what does that matter? Why does that affect you owning a gun? And it kind of kind of stopped her in her tracks a little bit. Again, this isn't someone who's against gun ownership. Mm-hmm. She was trying to understand. She was looking for more information. And I said, you know, if you, you know, what's the expectation that you give up your gun? How are you going to defend yourself? And how is that going to affect, you know, mass shootings? And and I, I so I guess what I'm saying is they, like you said, they've kind of set the context. They've decided the narrative, and now you have to live within that box. No. Well, you know, and that's and that's get out of that box. And that's the emotional misinformation part of it. And right. That, and that's what they do there. I just talked to a friend of mine yesterday, uh, a guy I went in the Navy with out of, uh, we've known each other since we were kids. And uh, he was telling me, you know, I called him because uh, it's Memorial Day just to say hello. I try to call those guys every year. Nice. And, uh, you know, he was telling me he just bought a handgun. And, you know, you think it's bad out here. And in New Jersey, he had to apply for a permit just to purchase the handgun, he had to get two sponsors. He had to find sponsors to sponsor him to buy these two handguns. And he's got 90 days to buy two handguns. And then uh, he has to reapply again if he wanted to buy more. But he was telling, he's somebody that had no interest in guns when we were growing up. I don't even think he hunted. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, lately he decided, now it's time I need to buy one. And he was actually the second friend I talked to back there that was the same way. So, I mean, I think that's pretty much happening all around the country. So I think there's reason to be uh, pretty optimistic here. It's just, you know, we just have to work through it. Nice. All right, folks. Hey, don't go anywhere. <laughs> Joe's got a salt gun. All we need is a steak. Oh. And we could have a great show. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. 
Stay tuned. Joe's actually going to review a salt gun. And it's because it's Memorial Day, and we are going to show you a great way to salt your food from afar. Yeah, it's the season for seasoning. That's right. PRMI Mortgage, primeres.slash Alpine. Hey, are you in the military looking for help with a VA loan? Or if you're looking to buy, refi, or considering reverse mortgage, you need to call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. That would be Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage for nearly 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris a call, 619-722-1303 or primeres.com slash alpine. All right, lock and load. Okay, we're ready. So, um, yeah, what we have here is uh, the bug assault gun. And uh, let me pick it up out of here without muzzling anyone. There we go. And this is uh, really a beautiful piece here. If you look, <laughs> if you look at it, it's got this beautiful camo gray uh, fly pattern Cerakote oh. all on the gun. It's got this really intricate fly engraving along the receiver. And then we see it again down on the handle. The, uh, the grip is very nice. It just fits my hand really well. It has a, uh, you can see an 80-round magazine here, which I've shot um, shot pretty much all through that and without a malfunction at all. But that's not really the important. Did you hit a fly? Oh, we, we hit flies. You I, did? I, I did notice, though, with this, if, <laughs> if you're doing it for game, it really tears the meat up. So, you know, there's not too <laughs> so much left of the fly. No order. You get a good hit. But you actually could hit the fly with it? It's uh, deadly accurate out to three feet. Nice. So, uh, so yeah, you can. Uh, it does a pretty good job. You have to make sure there's nothing in the background that you're gonna. You should always know your target and what's yeah. beyond. That's yeah, one of the four safety rules. Like if one flew across in front of the TV set, might not so, be a good uh, idea. Yeah, well, the TV set might take this, so it, it just depends. But the sights but, uh, are, are are dead on. Sights are nice. We have uh, imitation iron sights oh. uh, in the back, in the rear, and then up in the front. And you'll see it's a pump action. So you'll see when I pump the action, the rear sight actually pops up. Um, there's an external safety here that's got a very nice positive click and feel to it. Mm. So the uh, safety sets uh, automatically when you pump the, um, the firearm. So when you chamber around, the safety automatically uh, sets on this. It's got a 1911-style trigger, but it feels more like a Glock trigger. Four, it feels like about four and a half pounds or so. Very nice, smooth trigger on it. And... Um, just a very nice tool. I'm showing an accessory up here, too. I don't know if you could see in the front. If we look at that, you can either see it or hear me. The, or <laughs> yeah. the orange so, thing? Yes, the orange thing up there. What that is is the bug beam. So it has a beam. laser on here oh. uh, that yeah. I was able to dial in. And, uh, yeah, it's hard. Uh, you don't see it too much outside in the daylight. But uh, if you're uh, shooting indoors with this, uh, you've got a laser. And there's actually a uh, windage and elevation adjustment on the laser. So it works pretty well. So um, just to give you an idea with this thing, what I've got is uh, came up with a couple of uh, bug targets here, or actually bug assault targets. So I was thinking if I get Michael to here, I'll hold it. Hold one there of you these. Go. You want to hold one? Yeah, I'll yeah, just yeah. hold it over okay, like you can that. Hold that there. Because I could just see Mike yeah. going down. And so there you go. So I'm already Dave's already salty. So, so if you could hold that out, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to pump this and chamber around. So I've got a round chamber. Do you notice the uh, sight popped yeah. up? And uh, so it's got a loaded chamber indicator. 
It uh, actually it does. Yes. Wow. So it's California <laughs> compliant. I like that. No, well, you know, not okay. really. Because... How long are you going to make me hold my arm out? Here? <laughs> no, it's all right. All right. I, bring me back to that point. Yeah. Right, about California Try not to compliant. forget. So you can see the uh, the very positive safety trigger. If you listen here, you could probably hear the safety come off. Nice. Hear that? Yeah. Okay. Now I said accurate to three feet. That's like eight feet there. So I can't go that far. That is all right, right about here. Well, because it's, I think we have a modified choke on this. You oh. can hold it out there, but the chances no. of me getting your hand is good. Are pretty good. If we hold it here and we kind of aim on this. Oh, actually, you know what? Let's see where let's the get a little laser, laser action. Yeah, let's see where the laser. Yeah, let's put the laser. Okay, so we got laser. the laser on there, and um, I think the laser, the adjustment's just off a little bit. But let's see. This nice slow squeeze. There we go. It's beautiful. Ow. So. <laughs> So the pattern's up a little. Look, it shoots a little high and uh, left. Yeah, <laughs> you missed the hole. But look what it did to the target, though. See, well, I'll tell you what, if I was a fly, that would hurt. Hey, but, Dave, you know why they're imitation iron sights? Why? Because the salt would make the iron rust. So, that's what <laughs> so actually, are we do another one. Uh, we could. I got eighty rounds in here. The um, a little thing you get here but from that just the looks owner. like a whole container of salt. How could there be 80 rounds? Uh, they tell me there's 80. I shot at least 50 or 60 <laughs> playing around with this. But we have these patterns. So, uh, so you can practice. We have patterns at 24 inches, 30 inches, and 36 inches. And a nice little note from the owner here at uh, it's Scale Industries. So, uh, oh, there you go. I got a hole in the uh, yeah, red oh, circle. No, yeah, yeah. And close. you stayed in the red. I give you that. All right. That's good. I mean, these aren't rounds, you know. It's more like a shotgun blast. So we could try again. I've got fresh targets here if you want to try it. Yeah, let me have another one. All right. <laughs> you just like doing this. I do, actually. It's funny. You want to try this, Mike? Uh, no, it's okay. You're sure. Yeah. So, Dave. I, mean, I want you to start running. <laughs> Talk <laughs> about peppering the target. Yeah. All right, here we go. Well, at least uh, now I'm. I think that's like two-ply there. That's horrible. So, again, we get a nice uh, pump action. We've got a round chambered. We get our laser on there. Put our laser right in the middle. Slow, steady squeeze on the trigger. Up, oh, safety. There oh, you go. Yeah. <laughs> slow, steady squeeze on the trigger now. And there Very we nice. go. Now, Ow! Just, now, just imagine. <laughs> Look, you are a terrible shot. Just imagine you have a ribeye sitting on the uh, sitting on the grill, and you walk away, and then you realize. You totally forgot, forgot to, salt to salt it. it. You didn't even have to walk back over to the grill with this thing. thing. That's right. No more uh, singed arm hairs, uh, all that stuff on there. How could that? There's close to a million or a billion little. How many salt pellets come out per shot? Do you know? I, you know, you know, I didn't see that on here, but there is a lot of cool information on the back of the box that um, you wouldn't necessarily know about. It says, uh, I didn't know about this. It says there's more than 120,000 species of flies worldwide. I didn't know that. I didn't, didn't know, know that. that. Did you know uh, house flies defecate every four to five minutes? Well, that I know. Spreading other diseases. <laughs> I always suspected. And, and but, you know uh, what? That is really good. It some some to people need to be told. Not to shoot your fellow friend in the face or the eyes but I, I could see shooting your fellow friend in the back and the stomach and you know let's say <laughs> it's the winter and you're driving and there's a lot of snow on the ground and you don't have time to slow down to help somebody who's stuck you can just stick this right out the window shoot a couple of salt pellets that's right their tires and there could be a full auto version of that too oh no, um, i don't know but back to your um you were talking about the Look how far uh, that red dot goes out 
Yeah, it looks it's fine inside. It goes beyond uh, certainly beyond your range there. <laughs> but um, how far did you did you test um, the range on this? I was probably out a little more than a yard. I, I did shoot one longer one. Now to think about, it. I probably got one out to about four feet or so, okay. and I think I hit him. So let me ask you the important thing: Is this just table salt, or do you have to use their salt? No. It, it's, yeah. Do you have a preferred ammo? It's well, you know, I, I don't have enough experience with a firearm yet. Um, I just used a uh, Morton salt, and it seems to work fine. Oh. Like I said, it, it tears the flies up a bit, but uh, you might want to try some some nice Himalayan. See if that. <laughs> so the instructions. That. So the inst- okay. So the instructions don't say you have to use a specific kind of salt. No, it does recommend you shake it uh, before you you fire, though. So we had that. But you talked about California compliant. Yes. I went on Amazon just to check the price on that, and it's forty four ninety five. By the way, and uh, I know Dave is wondering. There's a ninety day limited warranty on it. Gotcha. Um, so is it battery operated? What what allows it to shoot? Just that, this that pump? pump action, yeah. I think so. It's, it's not a battery, just except for the the red light. No, it's probably a puff of air, is what it looks like. But uh, the battery for the red light, <laughs> uh, the battery for the red light there is actually in there. There's four little batteries that it comes with. Okay. But when I looked at this on um, Amazon and I I clicked on it, it said it could not ship it to my location. No. Well, so, I could have uh, told you that. So that well, you know, it's interesting though because you could buy two of these at a time. There's a, a two pack. That saves you a couple of bucks. When I clicked on the two pack, it didn't say that. You could just so, two pack, but not the one pack. Apparently, yeah, I don't know why uh, that is. It may have come well, back and got me later. Two pack is originally from out. California. That so could where, be. So where'd you buy it? So I got it from Rich. So uh, where'd you buy? Where'd it? you buy it? Yeah. Ah, there you go. Oh, they sent it to you. So yeah, this comes from Skell uh, Incorporated. And Skell is a startup company, and it was um, it started by uh, Lorenzo Maggione. It looks like. Uh, who's an artist and started the company to promote his uh, creations and things. So this is uh, one of them. So who has the most flies at their house? Because we should share that so um, we can eliminate well, it used to all. Be Joe, but I'm, not anymore. Well, I'm lucky because I'm I'm just down the road from Hillikers. So uh, you know Frank Frank <laughs> raises those uh, the range fed flies. So I, I get a ton of them. <laughs> you must more. Yeah, then you can keep it because you got way more. I so, thought we had. Them oh, more. I had a ball with this. This is a lot of fun. This is much more fun than swatting them. It's, yeah. Uh, that's a little well, more yeah, challenging. And you, can, and you can sit in your recliner. Yeah, once I get that laser dialed in, uh, you know, I, I'd be out well, there were, for you're, a... Well, you're just shooting a tad high. That's high. High or, into the let's right. say Nina is across the room and she's enjoying, a, like, a Bloody Mary or a, or a margarita. You salt it for her. There yeah, you and go. You, you forgot to salt the limb. Honey. The rim. You can now just... Or, or, honey, open your mouth. Yeah. Take a slug. That's right. Shot, shot of tequila. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Between sips. Man, that Nina, would, if you're listening, that was not my idea. Would that not be a great thing to take to a bar? You know, people doing shots. You want to give them a little salt? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Guns and alcohol is great. I know. <laughs> I think it's it's so, literally a shot. What'd you say? Do you guys know uh, what type of salt has the best vision? What? A sea salt. Ah. <laughs> Who is that guy? I don't know, but he's been Who on radio it? too long. So, how much did you say that was? Forty four ninety five off of Amazon. I didn't check. We should check and see if it's on the uh, conservative economy. I know that's see if they have that up there. Because I would. I mean, I got one of those battery operated. Uh, looks like a tennis racket. A battery operated tennis racket. Yeah, because then once you hit the fly, it goes. <laughs> oh and, yeah, it's oh, got a little shocker a little, on the. Oh, does that a portable zapper? Stink to <laughs> high heaven when you get a big fatty boy. I'm telling you, that is not the tool to buy. I like that one. All right, we're going to take a quick break. What's coming up next? Plot against the president. 
Get your tickets now. We're going to have a raffle each night, and you could win a Blackout Optics Rifle Scope right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Well, hey, last week, Oceanside voted unanimously to oppose H.R. 127. And Councilman Christopher Rodriguez is on the line to talk about it. But first, we are so proud to partner with the National Concealed Carry Association as a 10-ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of 2A advocates, offer elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors, and provide rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. You can learn more about them at nationalconcealedcarryassociation.com. So our guest, Christopher Rodriguez from the Oceanside Councilman, is on the air. Yep, City City Councilman uh, mm-hmm. from uh, Oceanside, Christopher Rodriguez. How you doing, man? Hey, evening, gentlemen. Thank you so much for for having me on. I'm I'm doing good. Just uh, enjoying the family. I took my sons out, and uh, we had we had a good time. So just ending the evening with with your show, I appreciate it. Well, that's awesome. And uh, you are a uh, a veteran, right? You were in the Marine Corps. Yes, sir. Hoorah. Marine Corps veteran, two combat tours in Iraq, and. Um, and so I, I appreciate what we have here in America, that American dream and, and uh, our Constitution and our, our rights to bear arms. And um, and so, yeah. So what is <laughs> what? Tell me before we before we talk about H.R. 127, what does Memorial Day mean to you? Oh, Memorial Day means so much to me. Um, I, I just that day is completely committed to um, the brothers that I personally knew who gave their life. Uh, for what we have here in America. And I, I tell my sons their story. I show them their picture. Um, I call uh, my brother's family, their, the mom, the wife, and I tell them I'm sorry each year. And um, it, it, means, uh, it means a lot. Wow. It means a lot. Uh, we gotta, we got to honor our, our fallen, our brothers and sisters. And uh, that's, what this, that's what tomorrow's all about, is to honor them and to bring honor to them and to uh, bring honor to their families. Wow, that's amazing, Chris. Thanks for thanks yeah. for sharing that. It's not just a long weekend. No, sir. Yeah, like Kamala Harris no, there said. All right, so <laughs> uh, tell us about HR one twenty seven. What uh, what 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 don't you like about that bill? <laughs> Everything, personally, um, <laughs> but there's there's <laughs> there's definitely some important you know bullet points that really uh, got got into, under my skin because I represent a lot of veterans, a lot of responsible gun owners here in Oceanside, and this would dramatically impact their lives. Um, half my city is 55 and older and uh, on fixed incomes. If they have to pay for a government-issued insurance policy, um, they may not be able to own a weapon anymore and protect themselves. Um, there's, there's that dynamic. There's the dynamic of a government individual psychiatrist that has to uh, in- interview you, uh, through a psychological evaluation, including any ex-spouses 
um, that's a that's a nightmare. Yeah, and, I, I wonder uh, how people are going to look for something. I wonder how people. <laughs> I, I've been uh, talking about HR one twenty seven quite a bit. And uh, usually if I'm in front of a group, like we just had our monthly meetings last uh, last couple of weeks, and I would ask people, you know, raise your hand if you have an ex-spouse. And, uh, you know, half the room you know, would raise their hand. And I said, okay, now keep your hand up if you think that your ex-spouse uh, would, would be, you know, a, a really good source to ask if you should own a firearm. And, you know, miraculously, all the hands go down. I can't believe that it's a real government proposal you know, to to say, hey, we need to talk to your ex-spouse on whether or not you get to exercise your rights. So, it, it's just out of this world. It's it's such an infringement. And then you have the privacy dynamic where, you know, if you're in a state like California, uh, where the database is, is managed and ran um, by the state attorney and um, and it's accessible by the public. So everybody in my neighborhood, the, the good guys, the bad guys, know how many guns I have. And they're going to know if my neighbor doesn't. And uh, that's just, that's unacceptable. That's, it, it's totally unacceptable. Um, and so this, this HR 127, we needed to, to send our uh, Congressman Mike Levin, the 49th Congressional District, our opposition. We need him to stand up for the thousands upon thousands of responsible gun owners. And we need to focus our energy on going after the bad guys. And so what did you fighting. do? So you, HR one twenty seven, horrible, horrible bill. It's it's bad from from soup to nuts. Uh, what 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 did you do? What how did that how did that make you? You know what actions did you take? You know, I I think you know we. I kind of laugh when we say I wrote a letter. You know, it's like wow, great. Uh, but I think more importantly is we're getting the public involved. We're making them aware. Yes, we're writing a letter. We had a unanimous yeah. uh, vote in opposition. Even our Democratic mayor yep. uh, saw that how just, I mean, this is a bipartisan nightmare. And uh, even she saw how much it infringed on our Second Amendment right. And so she supported it. We're, you know, that sends a strong message to the media, to our constituents, to Mike Levin, to Washington. And we need as many locals to step up email call their congressmen and tell them to uh, oppose this bill and i think that's what it's all about is is you know all of us coming against this uh complete infringement on our constitutional right to bear arms yep i was there at the city council meeting you invited me to be there and speak and i, I very much appreciate that uh chris it was i i, I gave my statement uh, but one of the a really interesting statement uh, that night was by your uh, chief of police who was invited there to speak. And he said, yes. correct me if I'm wrong, but he said there were 108 incidences in the last year where a, uh, a criminal uh, was arrested with a firearm or used a firearm uh, in, in the commission of a crime. And yep. out of those 108 incidences, not one not one single time was was the gun registered to the criminal. Was is that was that the gist of what he said? Yes, a hundred percent. That was the you you said it right on. You hit it right on the head. Um, and so it just shows you a hundred percent of those guns taken off the street were illegally obtained uh, or ghost guns or weren't registered, you know, to to the individual. And so it just goes to show you the you know these vain efforts to. Um, punish and uh, infringe on the rights of you know us responsible gun owners is doing nothing to stop the criminals, and uh, and we really got to get back to you know focusing on stopping the criminals yeah, and not your top responsible gun owners. your top police officer there in Oceanside the guy I, you guys yep. uh, just appointed him recently fairly recently right 
Yes, sir. Yeah, he seems like a really good guy. Um, Oceanside's a you know a fairly big town. Um, you guys have a big police force, and that guy has a lot of experience. And he said uh, that no, this is not going to help in any way. Uh, you Absolutely. know, basically, you know, criminals don't follow laws. So every time you you, you they put up some kind of ridiculous law um, that's going to further impact uh, the law abiding because they're the ones that actually follow the laws. You, you know, yep. you risk chipping away at the ability every year, uh, hundreds of thousands, some surveys show millions of people every year use a firearm uh, to make sure that they don't get attacked, that they are, they, to stop a violent attack, a rape, a, a murder, a, a violent assault. You know, uh, yep. hundreds of thousands of times per year, some surveys show millions of times per year. So if you discourage this, if, if a, uh, a law is out there that discourages the sane, trained law-abiding from being able to own and, and, and carry guns, um, then what you're doing is, is, is chipping in away at their ability to defend themselves. And that, that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, and yeah. uh, I think that you did a fantastic job. I saw your interview on KUSI talking about this. Uh, how do you feel the media coverage was for, for, the, uh, for what you guys did? You, you know, I, I, I think it's been I think it's been pretty good. Um, I, I've read a couple articles. I, I've seen the interview. Um, in the end, we just got to get the word out. You mm-hmm. know, if, if we had a hundred a hundred people from that interview that actually read this bill and read bullet points, they're going to get on the same page that this is a bipartisan issue. We just need to get individuals aware of what's going on in Washington. A lot of times, it gets lost in the translations and. You know, individuals like you with San Diego County gun owners, elected officials, it's our responsibility as advocates, as representatives of our community to get this information out, get as many people on board with it as possible. Uh, otherwise, they're going to sneak stuff like this through, and uh, it's going to greatly impact the future of our country. Well, Chris, let me ask you a question. I mean, when you're talking to the people that back this bill, how do they defend it? Oh, they, they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to. They don't want to look at the facts. They don't want to read the, the fine print um, in comparison to our clear, uh, you know, Bill of Rights and, and constitutional rights as Americans. Um, they don't want it. They they just they want to disarm Americans. Right. They that's their goal. Yeah, they that, want to disarm law-abiding Americans. That night at the city council meeting, there were two people in opposition. Only two people in opposition, and yep. uh, it, both of them. It boiled down to a, uh, uh, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but it was a, you know, gee, we have to do something. You know, none of them could defend this right. on its merits. This thing is so extreme. It's so extreme. Uh, you know, it would it would negatively, fundamentally change firearms ownership. I mean, it is such an affront to the Second Amendment. Um, it, well, there, there's there's every reason in the world to oppose. Now, this I've, I've said this a hundred times, you know, and these guys have all heard me say it because I, I work at KUSI and a politician came in. I won't mention his name. And I walked up to him and I knew he was anti-gun. And I said, you know what, man, I'll make you a deal. I'll give you my nine millimeter and I'll give you my Mossberg on one condition. He goes, what's that? That you spend six months taking guns away from the criminals and I'll give you my guns. He looked me yeah. dead in the eye and said, huh, you know how difficult that would be? There's no way we could do that. And I said, well, then what are you doing coming after me? And he turned around and walked away. And that's why you never voted yeah. for Barack Obama. Right that's there, exactly right. <laughs> but, I mean, that he, was, he was as honest as a day is long. And, and I think that's the general consensus. They don't want to put the yeah. effort in. They don't want to, to fund the police to go after these people. 
And as long as you just let it go a lot, you know, just let it go, it's never going to get corrected. Yeah. So, Chris. No, and, and, and I appreciate, um, you know, Michael kind of brought a different element into my mind, especially on a local level. And that's with respect to, you know, lower income, minorities, communities of color, where, you know, they own a gun and uh, they may not be familiar with this new law um, in their, you know, their house is searched for or whatever. And they, they find a weapon. Now this individual is subject to hundreds of thousands in fines, you know, 15 years in prison. Um, this is greatly going to impact our communities of color uh, to be, you know, sent sent to prison for things that should be protected uh, because of our Constitution. Well, congratulations on defeating H.R. 127. Everybody needs to talk about it. Uh, if you got a website people can go to, I'm sure it's there and people can read it. Yeah, yes, sir. OceansideMatters.com. You're the man. Have a good one, buddy, and, and thank you very much for your service. Absolutely. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, folks. Up next, you know who? Sam the Gunman. We're going to try to stump that little rascal today. And your favorite segment, Mike Drop. And you can't hear it if you're not listening, so stay tuned on FM. 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Well, we live in a state where your self defense rights are under attack, and let us be your voice to help defend and restore the Second Amendment. Help spread the word about the fight. There's two easy things that you can do. One, like and subscribe to the show on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Parlor, the podcast, or whatever way you like to listen to the show. We're making a push for 1,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our channel. Share the show with as many friends as you can. And thanks for tuning in. And remember, together we will win. It's your cousin. Or your nephew. My nephew. All right. So it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Every week, oh. we have uh, a uh, segment called Stump My Nephew. If you send in a gun trivia question and we use it on the air, you get a hat or a shirt. If you stump my nephew, um, then you're going to get a front sight membership. So you can have training for life. Guns, uh, pistols, handguns, uh, shotguns, whatever you need training in. It's an excellent, excellent deal. Um, Sam is my nephew. He's 21 years old. We started doing this when he was 19. We found out that he was a uh, whiz on gun trivia. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't get to hear the question until he's live on the air with us. So there's no prep work at all. And uh, I found out that his uh, his mom is actually sitting there watching him to make sure he can't he can't cheat. quick. He can't cheat. He can't uh, look up the answer real quick. Whiz, and we're still sticking with that whiz, huh? Yeah, we're still. Well, sticking. that's whiz. He's tried know, all a, other a kinds gun of savants or something. No, that, savants uh, not good. Hey, what was that other <laughs> word, Sam? It wasn't mensch. That wasn't a good one. It was. I don't that? know. That, all right, Very good, we stumped him. <laughs> there, I, I get it. <laughs> anyway, we're going with whiz. This is really a question. If anybody, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a question. Really, you want to ask it? Isn't that something you can eat? Not well, maybe. Right. Go for it. All right. You ready, uh, Sam? Yeah, this is from Kevin in Pacific Beach. Stop typing, Kevin. What is a brownie? Can you repeat the question? I didn't I'm not sure I heard it well. Trust me, I don't blame you. What <laughs> is a brownie? Brownie, okay. I, I wasn't sure if you said browning or brownie. Um 
Mossberg is very well known as a company for producing um, shotguns, including the 500, 590, 590A1, um, as well as the 930 and some others. They're also relatively well known for their rifles, mainly the MVP line and the 715. But um, they also have produced a small number of handguns, including uh, a model known as the Brownie, which was, I believe, a four-shot 22. I thought that unbelievable. I thought it was a brownie you could eat. Correct. You're right on the money, my man. The first firearm to carry the Mossberg name was a 22 caliber pocket pistol known as the brownie. It was marketed to hunters and trappers to dispatch wounded or trapped game. The brownie, by the way, launched in 1920 and carried a retail price of around six dollars. It remained in production for 12 years, adjusted for inflation. That six dollars. Uh, would become $72 today, although I think, I think under the Biden administration it would be about $172. But that's awesome. That's very, very cool. How did you know that, man? I ask you that all the time, but how did you know that? I mean, you didn't even hesitate. You had like a dissertation yeah. on Mossberg yeah, but see, in when your he hip did, pocket. Did you notice how he went around the tree? You know, before He gave a background yeah. before he even got to the end. That's what I mean. <laughs> Killing me. You got to go out to Jeopardy. He's a he's a hit at parties with this. We got to get him on Jeopardy. We got to get him out here to San Diego. And uh, no, he won't come to California. He'll come to California. No, he won't. He's done. I've I've had him out here. He was a gun problem. Yeah, and he company. ran home as fast as he could. <laughs> Good job, man. How did you know that? Do you, do you remember how you learned about what a brownie is? Yeah, um, Mossberg. A couple of years ago, um, they announced a concealed carry pistol, uh, the MC One SC. Um, and they have another one out now called the MC2C. And as part of the press release for the, the first one, um, the the point was made that that was their first pistol since the Brownie way, way back in the day, mm. uh, almost 100 years ago at the time. He remembers the, He remembers how he knows he it. I wasn't familiar with that. Scary. Yeah, well, all right. I love my Mossberg 500, by the way. I love mine, too. Yeah. I gave a uh, – yesterday we had a uh, – uh, a shooting social for our Not Me program, our women's program, and I gave a, a shotgun demonstration where I showed them what birdshot does at three different distances and what buckshot does at three different distances. And a slug. And I showed them what a slug did. And then I have this really cool, Sam, you know that uh, Winchester round? I think it's called a Defender. Are you familiar with that? PDX-1 Defender. He's familiar with it. And tell him, what's, what's significant about the Defender? Um, I think that... I don't know if that refers to their whole line or, or a whole line well, of this, uh, this twelve gauge that I'm talking about because I've I've seen it on other rounds other than a twelve gauge uh, load, but uh, isn't it like a, a buck and ball type loading? It's exact. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a it's it's got a it's got a little slug, and then it's got three little big brothers. Three little. It's like three little nine millimeter buckshot set, double lot buck sized uh dealies so what you do is you shoot it at i, th I think i shot it at uh, i think i shot it at like 10 yards so at 10 yards you get this big like like nickel sized hole right in the center and then a few inches around you get three little nine millimeter sized ow holes. yeah yeah that uh, would hurt yeah that's my bump in the night i'll stick with the salt gun you're just gonna <laughs> i'll you're stick just... with the salt gun yeah so anyway all right, all right sam awesome job man as always thanks for having me on so in place of a mic drop, which I usually do, which a mic drop is, you know, it's yeah. fun and it's necessary and people like it, but it's always, it's usually bad news, right? Because we're, we're, 
we're dressing down you have a some. Happy ba- you have a happy mic drop? <laughs> kind of. So I just wanted to tell everybody, we're, we're back to our in-person meetings. We had three in San Diego, which went really, really well. And then last week, uh, Wendy and I went on uh, a road trip up to Orange County, and we had a ton of really good meetings, uh, including the monthly meeting for Orange County. Um, we met with people. We're, she's putting together Orange County, or I'm sorry, Not Me OC, mm-hmm. their uh, women's program up in Orange County. Uh, we met with uh, some of the uh, some industry professionals up there, um, and we set up some uh, uh, some future monthly meetings. But the monthly meeting was uh, somewhere around fifty people showed up. Um, uh, some of them were members, some of them were brand new. Uh, men and women, all ages, and uh, Orange County is just uh, off and running. Wendy talked about the Not Me program. There was a, a you know a small group of women that want to went to start that up, went to implement it because uh, they you know she, she talked about what a great success it's been here in San Diego. You know they started it in Riverside too. We talked to Karen last week about how they started Not Me mm-hmm. RC. Um, so before too long here, you're going to see Not Me OC up in Orange County. Um, we're, you're going to see the board expand. We talked to a few folks that are, uh, that are going to, uh, uh, come onto the Orange County board. And we also spoke with Elisa Viejo city councilman, Mike Munzing, who's going to introduce the exact same letter, the, the same proposal about HR 127, uh, that Oceanside passed. And of course the night of the Orange County meeting, Santee passed their opposition to HR 127. So we're, we're marching this up and down uh, Southern California, and Orange County is uh, definitely, some of their cities are going are, are gonna to pass it as well. Who's the author of that bill? You know? Sheila Jackson Lee out of Texas. Oh, I Thank remember. you, Texas, for your anti-gun bill. Yeah. Texas, by the way, side note, just became the 21st <clears throat> constitutional carry state. They just passed that through the Senate, through their Senate, because that's where it was waiting. Yeah, on Friday. Yeah, great. great. So they're going to be the 21st state to uh, basically, if you can legally own the gun, then you can legally carry it. Wow. Um, So uh, congratulations, Texas, but thanks, but no thanks for HR 127. Right. Um, Just a reminder that there is no safe space. Mm -hmm. There's a fight in all 50 states, um, particularly here in California. Anyway, so we spoke with Mike Munzing. He's excited about the proposal. We told him about Santee. We told him about Oceanside and, of course, Yucaipa. And then Thursday, we went to the Riverside County Monthly Meeting, uh, which was another fantastic event. Steve Sanchez from uh, La Quinta, the city of La Quinta, he's on their city council, chose the Riverside County Gun Owners Meeting to announce that he's running for state senate. What a huge honor. We endorsed him. uh, We helped get him elected and uh, reelected. And uh, now he is uh, going to try to go to Sacramento and set them straight. Steve was a breath of fresh air. Um, he was really he gave a fantastic speech. Uh, Chuck Condor is uh, running for Riverside's uh, city council. He was there. We endorsed him as well. Um, so it was a really great meeting. And again, Wendy was there to talk about not me and uh, some of the success that they're having in Riverside. And then the next night went up to San Bernardino County's monthly meeting where their sheriff, uh, John McMahon, and their undersheriff uh, came as, as special guests and talked about their CCW program and how happy they were with San Bernardino County gun owners. They, like some of the other departments, put a little bit of a confusing message on the front door of their CCW 
uh, uh, department saying uh, that made it sound like they were closed. They weren't actually closed. And they thanked Karen, who's the executive director up there, for getting the word out about that. So complimentary. It was so nice to have the, sh- the sheriff of the county come down to our meeting uh, and help kick off the return of our in-person meetings. Um, and then we had a special guest there as well. Uh, John Thorpe is the guy that actually kicked off this initiative to oppose H.R. 127, and he was he was there that night too. Uh, who, he's also a, a deputy sheriff, but uh, he's on their city council up in Yucaipa. Anyway, the reason I tell you this is, you know, we had a week of San Diego meetings. We had 150 people combined come to those meetings. Um, we, You know, Orange County is off and running. Riverside County is off and running. San Bernardino County is off and running. Uh, and then uh, yesterday we had our, our Not Me shooting social, and then Ramona had a Second Amendment forum where uh, Wendy and I went and spoke. Wendy talked about Not Me. I spoke about our organization uh, to a roaring crowd of people. They loved it. Some some new members. Are you making Sacramento nervous? <laughs> I hope so. But Seriously. I just want, I want everybody to know it's not all bad news. It's a ton of good news. And if you're in a town outside of San Diego, Riverside, San Bernardino, and you want to get involved and you want to start your own program, get a hold of us. But more importantly, if you are in those counties, it's time to get involved. It's yes, no indeed. longer a spectator sport. Join, come to our meetings, and and be proud. All right. Hey, and if you're listening on YouTube or podcast, hit the like, subscribe button, and go to all our subscribers, San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, the Zone Law Group. CL1, PRMI Mortgage, Blackhound Optics, and the National Concealed Carry Association. Thanks to Joe, Mike, Sam, the Gunman, and our digital master, Brendan Thomas. Go to gunownersradio.com for podcasts, latest information, and questions. Right here on FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.